This is Neil Parks, your host for Paranormally Speaking. Have another fun-filled episode for you pertaining to Halloween. Dealing with Halloween, myth, legend, lies, lore, scares, frights, things that keep you up at night. I opened my mailbox on the morning of October 10th to discover a thoughtful message. The people didn't even have, didn't even sign it. And it's actually a copy of a photocopy, which is weird. It's a handwritten letter that was a photocopy of what looks like maybe was an original copy. But I have since discovered that it is floating around online and people are grabbing it, printing it, and spreading it around. The problem is, it's like something that you would see the Westboro Baptist Church do. The same blokes that are always going to funerals of victims of school shootings or to uh, fallen soldiers during their funerals and protesting outside, basically saying it was God's will for them to die, and that they died because they were sympathetic towards gays or they were transgender, some stupid shit like that. But this really takes the cake with what was left in my mailbox. I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. It starts out with, I am a very concerned resident regarding your horrifying and demonic array every year, every Halloween. Now, there's a space between hallow and ween, which I find interesting. It is one word. And they made it into two. Uh, this is not a happy time of year. I don't know why they're unhappy during this time of the year. In fact, it is the time, and, you know, don't quote me on this. This is what they wrote. In fact, it is the time when Satan impregnates his bride. You need to consider what you are doing as it is affecting many of the neighbors in this area. Some of us dread walking by your house. Well, for those who know me most and know me well, know that I go out every year and go completely insane in regards to setting up for Halloween on my property. I mean, I, I set it up like it's an amusement park almost. It's fully interactive. Uh, you can drive by. You can walk up to it. You see something new every time you drive by. Uh, stuff moves. Stuff talks to you. It's actually a lot of fun. Uh, I've never had any complaints about it before, which really surprised me. This was the first time ever. But as I mentioned earlier, it was a photocopy of a handwritten letter. And then the next day, I found the same letter, another photocopy of it, folded up and placed in the hand of Michael Myers, who stands out at the edge of my driveway over a dead body. Then I find out online that the same letter is floating around to different people around the United States and saying the same thing about their alleged demonic Halloween decorations. Imagine being a person who intentionally walks by someone's house to feel dread. A friend of mine online said, in support of my Halloween decorations. That's a very good point, considering that if you feel dread from that and not from other things that really matter, then your priorities are not in the right place. Another friend who supported this display says, so walk another way, lady. This house is awesome. Another person 
who supports our Halloween display says, good gravy, the sidewalk goes two ways, people. Walk around if it offends you. Everyone getting their panties in a wad about silly things. So ridiculous anymore. Another Facebook friend of mine said, you should see the two houses on my street. I'm scared to go buy them, but they are awesome as all get out. And I said to that person, I would love to see pictures. The comments go on. I mean, there's well over 100 comments that people... Wow, there's so many. All comments. I'm start. I'm trying to start at the beginning because it just goes on and on and on. It starts out real. It says, are you serious? This person said to me. I'm like, are you kidding me? Then walk another way. This other person says. Someone else says, I know my kiddos love it. Probably some crotchety old bitty. Yeah, I think you're right. Another person brought up an interesting point. That is illegal. Only federal employees, postal workers, and the owner of the mailbox are allowed to place things in your mailbox. That's true. Another person said, probably the same people doing this. And she shared this link. It says, okay, saints, Halloween is this month, so we need to do our annual Halloween outreach by going into Halloween stores and putting gospel tracks, T-R-A-C-T-S, inside costume bags and boxes of decorations for kids to find. Time to reach out to compromised cultural Christians who offend God by celebrating this demonic holiday. Just remember to follow these guidelines when doing this. Number one, do not go inside wearing Christian clothing. Do this undercover so as to not draw attention to yourselves. Number two, do not put your church information on the tracks. This will get you nasty phone calls and emails if you do. Number three, do not hang out as a group inside while doing this. If you go in as a group, split up while inside the store so as to not be noticeable. You can cover more area and be quicker. Number four, spend no more than 30 minutes inside each store. Remember, you can go back and do it again several times before Halloween. This helps you get a lower profile. Number five, if you have a large enough group, you can assign one person to keep an eye on the store employees. And if they get suspicious, you can distract them with a question about their products or pricing. Have this person communicate with the other team members by text message. Being on your phone is not at all suspicious in today's culture. It sounds really sneaky, almost like shoplifting, but it's not. Number four, spend no more than 30 minutes inside each store. Remember, you can go back and do it again several times before Halloween. This helps you to keep a lower profile. Uh, oh, I just read the same thing twice. I'm sorry. Number six, if you get caught, you must leave peacefully and immediately and do not reveal what you've been doing. Number seven, enjoy yourself. This is really fun to do. And it says Target Spirit Halloween. Now, myself, as a Christian, I find their mission to be the actions of Pharisees. Jesus called out their BS, and I know for a fact Jesus calls out the BS of the Westboro Baptist Church group, as well as whomever it was that put these notes on my property and decided to equate what I do to actually... Fornicating with a bride is Satan, according to what that letter said. 
that this is the time of year when Satan impregnates his bride. Now, is this an annual thing? Is it the same bride each time, or is it a new bride every year? And this is news to me. I didn't even know Satan was married, but I don't know. If he's monogamous, he's sticking with the same bride. I don't know. But the mindset behind that letter is way scarier than my Halloween decorations. Everyone seems to like my decorations and uh, that I enjoy being festive. Another person said this is hilarious. Uh, Another person says, hope that you up your game next year. I would try to make it even scarier. Another person says, us Satan worshipers love it. LOL. Best house on the block. BTW. I'm not really a Satan worshiper. Okay, cool. Uh, Another person said, people are nuts. Another person said, does that mean you're going to get pregnant? God, I hope not. And another person, many neighbors think they meant to say us, as in singular them, and just wanting it to sound like masses. Yeah, it's usually just one or two people that are being pissy about it, claiming that it's a majority, but it's usually not. Another person says, I shall call you Demon Slayer. Yes, please call me Demon Slayer. I'm not cool with demons. I mean, scary stuff is fun. Every now and then a horror movie is going to have a demon as the antagonist. But if it's one of the fun stories, good always beats evil. But there are those stories, new movies and so forth, where evil wins that battle, of course. Uh, I mean, who really has the time to send that to their neighbors, honestly? How bored must you be in your life? to do something like that. Another person says, wonder if the people come on, uh, wonder if the couple people on your street got the same letter. A house up the street from you has the new owners going all out. Oh, okay, cool. I'll have to check them out. Another person says, who the heck? I love walking by your house. Plenty of folks in our neighborhood decorate. Guess you're just too demonic. Another person, ooh and ooh. They use the word impregnate. Yeah, that is really weird. Number three, here's the next one. Dare you to put detour signs up directing them to a different route. LOL. Bwaha ha 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 ha. This person says, I love Halloween. They can just keep on walking and stay off your street if they don't like it. You spend so much of your display, time on your display, and we always enjoy it. Thank you. We drove by last year, and my boys loved it. We tell everyone we know about it, and they come from other cities and towns just to see your display. This other person says, I don't know if you have sound to your display, but I feel like now is the time to add sound. I do. I do have sound. Yeah, it it was suggested a long time ago that I have uh, music playing, and I have a playlist on Amazon specifically designed for my setup, adding new music every year. Uh, Your neighbors would love the inside of my house then. Ooh, sounds like the Adams family. My wife and I would like to volunteer to come to do a live action recreation of the devil impregnating a woman in your front yard. That's not necessary. Uh, Funny, but nah. Now we're good. If you know what time this person might be walking by, please let us know. Well, that was awfully thoughtful, yes. Uh, They'd be really floored if they knew that you are a brother in Christ. Yeah, I guess because I don't wear it on my sleeve and act like a Pharisee, not a lot of people realize that I'm down with Jesus. But love that they had time to make photocopies. Yeah, that's a good point. How resourceful. These are the same people who think shoulders make young men stumble. 
carry on Parks family. Absolutely. We live in a culture where we teach our daughters how not to get raped, but not to teach our young men to not rape young girls or other people in general. Uh, This other person, if the person likes the Bible, do I have a book of gruesome and gory stories for them? Yes. Another person impregnates. Ooh, I do so make it over the top next year. I'd so make it over the top. Yes. Sounds like we need two mannequins, one painted red. (laughs) Total glass half empty turd. It's a kickoff to the season. Favorite for us. What's wrong with people? What ever happened to a little holiday spirit? Exactly. For me, the holidays start with Halloween. They end with New Year's. Uh, The four holidays, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. It's the four-month period. It's like the Mecca of celebration. This other person says, you could be doing a lot worse. Some people need to get over themselves. Their actions are exactly why a lot of people do not go to church. Absolutely. Someone has to know that handwriting. Yeah, I thought so. We love the display. Our daughter stayed at your place this weekend. Yeah, your daughter is my daughter's best friend, that makes. And still had me drive by Sunday night to see it again in the day. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Bless their little heart, this person says. I responded, that's a nice way of saying they are a-holes. It is now part of the decorations because that would be epic. Oh, referring to the letter. Yeah, people are suggesting I should blow it up as a big banner and put it out in the front yard, too. The note turned into a banner would be perfect. Uh, This person says, it taught me something very important. I did not know that Satan was married. Absolutely. Yeah, that, uh, I know, um, I have to ask, like I mentioned earlier, is the impregnating of the bride an annual event? Is it the same bride? Does he get a new bride? So many questions. And this other person, for the record, I think you and your family put up a wonderful and lovely display every year. You have always enjoyed Halloween to the max, and there is nothing wrong with that. Uh, This one, oh, this, yeah, this was just a, A response to that person's letter in my mailbox. Uh, Yeah, that's really cool. Going through that. Take it as a compliment, I guess. If your display weren't truly awesome, it wouldn't inspire such comments. As Grandma always said, kill them with kindness. Uh, Totally my guess. That's hilarious. I'm sure more people are enjoying the display way more and the very few complaining. Yeah, that's always the case. And then back to, isn't it illegal to put stuff in people's mailboxes? And then I'm thanking people for comments. Other people suggesting, add this to your display. Add that. Uh, one year for a Halloween party and haunted trail for the kids, my mom got a box of baby dolls from an auction or thrift store, and we hung them with fishing lines from the trees by their necks. It looked awesome. That sounds like fun. I need to do that. But I just wanted to share that with you, my listeners, that Halloween is upon us. We are in the month of Hallow's Eve. It is a favorite time of year for me. That's a time of celebration for many uh, where we decorate houses and horrors and not horrors, but, you know, the horrors of Halloween. The kids get dressed up in spooky costumes and hit the streets door-knocking and shouting trick-or-treat 
at strangers with dreams of boundless candy. It's one of the Western world's strangest customs, with North America taking the lead. So where does it all come from, and why do we do it? The reality, there's a lot of misconceptions about October 31st, which has evolved over time. Please hold for an important message from one of my sponsors. Hello, kids and adults in the listening audience. I'm Neil Parks, award-winning author and paranormal expert. I'd like to wish all of you a very happy Halloween. You are listening to Big Bad Daddy Wolf's Halloween special on 96.6 The Wolf. If you'd like to learn more about me, then you need to get to Google and search at The Neil Parks or my bookstore website, which is www.lulu.com slash spotlight slash Neil Parks. Thanks. Fantastic. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go talk stream live introduces our first ever iphone application the talk shows you follow now follow you and your iphone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the internet listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day seven days a week mobile talk radio from talk stream live now available in the itunes app store that's terrific. As I mentioned before the extended commercial break, there are so many things, misconceptions about Halloween. For example, Halloween is an American convention. Halloween is often considered American given how widely the day is celebrated across the United States. The number of Hollywood movies focused on it perpetuated by this myth. But the reality of Halloween has been tracked back to the Celtic and Gaelic roots, namely places such as Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man, which is where my lineage lies. The actual celebration is the eve of the Western Christian feast of All Hallows Day, with the word Halloween becoming a contraction of the term of All Hallows evening over time. Halloween derived from folk customs of Celtic nations, my lineage, with a big Christianity influence. The Celtic festival of Samhain, which marked the end of the harvest season and the beginning of the winter, was celebrated on October, included customs such as lighting bonfires, uh, wearing costumes, and people going door-to-door in exchange for food. Halloween has evolved a lot since then, but its origins are not American at all. There are minimal mentions of Halloween in America history until the 19th century, which coincided with the mass Irish and Scottish immigration to the United States. Another myth, Halloween is unsafe for children. There's been plenty of negative media stories emanating from Halloween around safety to children, particularly given the inherent risks associated with some of the customs, namely kids roaming the streets at night and trusting strangers to feed them in essence. Marijuana-infused candy or razor blades inserted in candy apples 
are some of the horror stories. While there's also been fears about children being preyed on and kidnapped on Halloween as well. But the statistics show that children aren't at any greater risk of being kidnapped on Halloween than any other day of the year. Don't be confused by trunk or treat concepts. Likewise, according to the NBC Chicago affiliate, there's only been two confirmed deaths from tainted Halloween candy. And in both incidences, it was family at fault, not a stranger. Children playing pranks were also found to be responsible for razor blades and candy apple stores. The one risk is cars with the increased pedestrian traffic, meaning there's more likely to be unfortunate accidents, which stats backing that up, of course. Jack-o'-lanterns have always been pumpkins. When you think about the tradition, tradition of carving pumpkins, hollow and illuminating them with a candle is pretty odd, but it originates from drunkard Irish legend Sting Jack, Stingy Jack, who was a drudge on society as a con man, but was also, in his nature, Stingy Jack deceived Satan on a few occasions when he seemed to set to meet his demise. Eventually, Satan caught up with Stingy Jack when he passed away, but he wasn't permitted to enter heaven due to his sinful lifestyle. He tried to enter the gates of hell, but was denied by Satan, who condemned him to roam the world between the plains of good and evil and darkness until the end of eternity. As Stingy Jack had an ember inside of a hollowed root vegetable, which was a rutabaga or a turnip, not a pumpkin, as is the modern take. Stingy Jack had many different monikers, including Jack the Smith, Drunk Jack, Flaky Jack, and Jack of the Lantern. Whether or not this is the real story behind Jack-o'-lanterns isn't certain, as there's a bunch of different versions, but the Irish claim this is folklore, including the turnip. The tradition subsequently started to carve out root veggies to ward away evil spirits like Stingy Jack. The reality is pumpkin are softer and much easier to carve. Hide your black cats, another myth. In Western culture, black cats have often been superstitiously viewed as a symbol of evil omens or bad luck. Salem, who was a 500-year-old witch trapped inside of a black talking cat on America's 1990s TV show Sabrina the Teenage Witch proliferated this idea. The point is black cats have long been associated with witches which obviously has heavy links to Halloween and the Dark Ages. It was said that witches could turn themselves into black cats and then return back in the days of burning witches at the stake. Often their black cats would be burned with them. These satanic rituals have led to the concept that black cats traditionally were sacrificed over Halloween, which is a complete myth. The people for the ethical treatment of animals have long banged this drum, exposing shocking and heartbreaking violence inflicted on cats, black cats, on Halloween, to the point where animal shelters suspended black cat adoptions on the lead-up to late October. Halloween tattoos are laced with LSD. Halloween tends to bring out our craziest fears, and thus plenty of media stories do the rounds about bizarre horror stories. One of those from years ago was uh, drug dealers 
handing out tattoos to kids, which were laced with LSD. What we can only assume was a covert and ambitious ploy to get the youngsters hooked on the stuff, even if LSD isn't addictive. But Bart Simpson had a Halloween trip, so who knows? This story did the rounds given the rise of popularity in tattoos and the increasing of the temporary or stick-on tattoos on Halloween. Snopes looked into the rumor and found that it simply couldn't be verified at all, with no cases of LSD lace tattoos found anywhere in Halloween bags or giveaways. And I don't know, it just seems to me that if a drug dealer profits off of selling drugs, they're not going to give them out for free to kids in Halloween bags, especially a non-addictive drug like a hallucinogenic LSD or acid. Another one is, why do we dress up? Halloween outfits are always fun, and they're getting increasingly elaborate and wide-ranging, with people often dressing up as superheroes or Hollywood characters nowadays, moving away from the origins of ghosts, witches, and zombies, or essentially the dead. The custom of dressing up or wearing a costume on Halloween hails from in Celtic times, when people would go from door to door and disguise the earliest form of trick-or-treating, known as souling. People often wore masks or false faces in these times. The premise was that the living were spooked by all the unwelcome spirits floating around, so they dress up or guised as the dead to fool them. If you came across a bad spirit or a devil, they'd think you're one of them, given your disguise and leave you alone until next year. Allegedly, it worked and the spirits were fooled, so it became a tradition. Why do we eat sweet foods during Halloween? Returning to Halloween's Western Christian roots, there was an encouragement of abstinence from meat on the Old Hallow's Eve. It's also worth noting November 1st or Old Saints Day was a feast day. As a result, vegetarian foods were often consumed on the day, giving rise to such things as candy apples on modern-day Halloween. This also had associations with the time of year, at the end of the harvest, when fruits and vegetables were aplenty, hence the connections with pumpkins or turnips. There are other traditions, sweet treats, such as potato pancakes and soul cakes, the latter not too dissimilar to the hot cross bun. But with time and the American touch, that's evolved into sweet treats, chocolate and candy, which is no surprise given kids the love stuff of trick-or-treating is essentially only performed by children nowadays. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. It's a Halloween legend. Jack-o'-lanterns, ghosts, and haunted houses are some examples of Halloween traditions and tales. But the legend of Sleepy Hollow is often included among these, especially the Headless Horseman character, often seen with a jack-o'-lantern, yet Washington Irving's 1820 gothic story didn't mention Halloween at all. The well-known American fiction story has had many popularized incarnations over the years, including the 1999 Tim Burton film and a four-season American TV series in 2010. So it's evolved with time. Irving set the story in Terrytown in New York upon the Hudson River with the northern part of the town renamed Sleepy Hollow in the 1900s to capitalize on the lure of the story and the Halloween tradition from a tourism perspective. 
The original version may have been a dark gothic horror fitting into the Halloween genre, but there is no written connection from Irving's original work and the October 31st celebration. Halloween is only popular in North America. Halloween's popularity in the United States and Canada is well-known and huge. The multitude of American pop culture references pointing to the events confirming that, but it's often believed outside of North America, no one really cares about Halloween. And it's true, far fewer kids trick-or-treat elsewhere in the world. However, the occasion is celebrated in other places, albeit differently. For example, in the Philippines, with its strong Catholic influence, Halloween is a major holiday. But the celebrations occur in the week leading up to October 31st and continues on to November 2nd, which is All Souls Day. Filipinos often return to their hometowns for the occasion and celebrate with flickering candles, fragrant flowers, and thoughtful prayers rather than carving pumpkins or getting all spooky and weird costumes. Similar Latin America, Mexico, and Spain observe Dia de los Muertos, translating to the Day of the Dead, and a three-day celebration from October 31st to November 2nd. Among the activities are constructing an altar to the dead, decorating it with sweet treats, as well as flowers, photos, and candles. Relatives also tidy the grave sites of the deceased family members before gathering at the site on November 2nd to reflect and sometimes drink tequila. Trick-or-treating has always been about the kids. Kids accompanied by an adult may do the trick-or-treating nowadays, but that wasn't always the case, as mentioned. Soling was the original form of door-to-door knocking when beggars and poor people would visit the houses of the wealthy people to exchange their promises of prayers for the souls of the homeowner's dead relatives, for food, often soul cakes. Beggars would ask under windows, mercy on all Christian souls for soul cake. And a book on Europeans' hidden heritage, S.V. Petal also claimed prior to the door knockers would personify the old spirits of the winter who demanded reward in exchange for good fortune. It's understood that the tradition of dressing up or guising was adopted by young people and kids a bit later on. Lending itself to modern-day trick-or-treating, souling evolved into mumming, where young people got more adventurous and decided to start telling jokes, staging doorstep performances, or performing tricks in exchange for food. Unparalleled insider access. Get it all. Introducing the SiriusXM Platinum VIP Plan. Our newest, most exclusive plan. Listen in two cars, plus stream anywhere with two app logins. Access a massive, exclusive library of live concert video and audio recordings through nugs.net. Have opportunities to experience live and virtual SiriusXM events, including VIP-only exclusives. Get all your questions answered by a dedicated VIP customer care team. Plus, get all the entertainment we've got. It's all included with your Platinum VIP subscription. Be a VIP. Call 844-711-8800 to learn more. Offer details apply. One login for activated vehicle. Not available in Canada. Behold. Creepy Halloween Tales and Traditions On Halloween, people shed reality for a day and mark the holiday with costumes, decorations, and parties. Creepy legends and characters have evolved based on real, terrifying events. 
And a Halloween tradition of confronting the dead has led to legions of ghost stories and some hoaxes in the mix. A fear of vampires was spawned by consumption. During the 19th century, the spread of tuberculosis or consumption claimed the lives of entire families in Rhode Island, Connecticut, Vermont, and other parts of New England. Before physicians were able to explain how infectious diseases were spread, hopeless villagers believed that some of those who perished from consumption preyed upon their living family members. This spurred a grim practice of digging up the dead and burning their internal organs. Why haunted houses opened during the Great Depression? In the period leading up to the Great Depression, Halloween had become a time when young men could blow off steam and cause mischief. Sometimes they went too far. In 1933, parents were outraged when hundreds of teenage boys flipped over cars, sawed off telephone poles, and engaged in other acts of vandalism across the country. People began to refer to that year's holiday as Black Halloween. Similarly uh, to the way they referred to the stock market crash four years earlier as Black Tuesday. Rather than banning the holiday, as some demanded, many communities began organizing Halloween activities. And haunted houses to keep restless would-be pranksters occupied. Jack-o'-lanterns and the legend of Stingy Jack. An Irish myth about a man nicknamed Stingy Jack is believed to have led to the tradition of carving scary faces into gourds. According to the legend, Jack tricks the devil into paying for his drink and then traps him in the form of a coin. The devil eventually takes revenge and Stingy Jack ends up roaming earth for an eternity without a place in heaven or hell. Jack does, however, have a lighted coal, which he places inside a carved turnip creating the original jack-o'-lantern. Abraham Lincoln's ghost in the White House. For years, presidents, first ladies, guests, and members of the White House staff have claimed to have either seen Abraham Lincoln or felt his presence. Grace Coolidge, wife of Calvin Coolidge, the 30th president, was the first person to report having seen the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. She said, He stood at a window in the Oval Office, hands clasped behind his back, gazing out over the Potomac, perhaps still seeing the bloody battlefields below. Spirit photography claims to capture ghosts on film. In the post-Civil War era, when many Americans were reeling from loss, a photographer named William Mumler claimed to capture ghosts on film. While taking self-portraits for practice, one of Mulmer's prints came back with an unexplainable apparition. Although he was quite alone in the room, when the shot was taken, there appeared to be a figure at his side, a girl who at that time was made of light. Mumler showed the photo to a spiritualist friend who told him the girl in the image was almost certainly a ghost. Mumler then began a swift business in so-called spirit photography. Irving writes the legend of Sleepy Hollow after fleeing yellow fever. Washington Irving's 1820 tale of a headless horseman who terrorizes the real-life village of Sleepy Hollow is considered one of America's first ghost stories, and one of its scariest. Irving may have drawn inspiration from his story while a teenager in Terrytown, New York. He moved to the area in 1798 to flee a yellow fever outbreak in New York City. Irving's story takes place in the New York village of Sleepy Hollow, 
A lanky newcomer and schoolmaster, Ichabod Crane, is chased by a headless horseman. In the tale, Irving weaves together actual locations and family names and a little bit of Revolutionary War history with pure imagination and fantasy. Horror movies inspired by real stories. On November 13, 1974, 23-year-old Ronald Butch DeFeo Jr. murdered his entire family in their sleep. One year later, the Lutz family purchased the house in Amityville, New York, where the horror took place. George and Kathy Lutz then claimed they experienced shocking paranormal phenomena in the house. Green slime oozing from the walls, a creature with red eyes, and multiple family members levitating in their beds. The claims appeared in J. Anson's 1977 The Amityville Horror, which inspired the 1979 movie of the same title, which inspired many more movies. Why did Mary Shelley carry her dead husband's heart? The author of Frankenstein, Mary Shelley, is world-renowned for her terrifying fiction, but few know that she had a dark secret of her own. Shelley's husband, Percy, drowned at the age of 29 when his boat was caught in a storm in 1822. Percy's body and those of his fellow sailors were found 10 days later. Percy Shelley, the others, were cremated, but Shelley's heart did not burn, perhaps due to the bout of tuberculosis earlier in his life. Mary Shelley eventually took ownership of her late husband's heart and is said to have carried it around in a silk bag. Experience Columbus's newest and most entertaining haunted attraction, Carnage Haunted House. Carnage Haunted House and their monsters return to an all-new indoor 16,000-square-foot location at 3770 Refugee Road, home of intense terror that's guaranteed to scare. Featuring the bayou, the entity, and more, experience the thrill of two of Columbus's most immersive attractions and terrifying all-indoor haunts under one roof. For ticket prices and hours of operation, visit them on Facebook or check out CarnageHauntedHouse.com Halloween is upon us. What a great time of the year it is. It's one of my favorite times. It's precursor to Christmas. It gets the holiday juices flowing. Great time to be alive. Right now, Halloween origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. And right now I'm going to share eight of Halloween's most hair-raising folk legends. When it was believed, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. It has since evolved into a holiday when spooky legends, myths, and folklore take center stage. You know, through costumes, stories, and celebrations during the Halloween season, mythical beings from witches to zombies to werewolves all come to life, and each of the season's creepy beings carries its own dark history. To start off with, witches. Images of witches have appeared in various forms throughout history. From evil wart-nosed women huddling over a cauldron of boiling liquid to hag-faced cackling beings riding through the sky on brooms wearing pointy hats. But the real history of witches is a dark, dark history and dates back to as far as 900 BC. Vampires. Vampires are evil mythological beings that roam the night in search of victims to suck their blood often associated with Count Dracula, the legendary subject of Bram Stoker's epic 1897 novel Dracula. The history of vampires began long before Stoker was born. Vampires harken back to the ancient Greek mythology 
and embody a superstition that thrived during the Middle Ages. Werewolves. Werewolves are, according to some legends, people who morph into vicious, powerful wolves. Others are a mutant combination of human and wolf. All are bloodthirsty beasts. Descriptions of werewolves date back as early as Greek mythology and even Nordic folklore. Zombies. The zombie often portrayed as the undead, flesh-eating, decaying corpse has seen, um, it has seen a popularity surge, of course, in recent years, if not the last couple of decades, thanks to music videos, TV shows, and some movies. Unlike many other monsters, which are mostly a product of superstition and fear, zombies have a basis in fact. Several credible reports and medical journals describe people using certain compounds to first introduce paralysis in people and then revive them. In Haitian voodoo culture, folklore featuring undead beings has been around for centuries. Mummies. A mummy is a person or animal whose body has been dried or otherwise preserved after death. When people think of a mummy, they often think of ancient Egyptians, who have been making mummies as early as 3700 BC. Mummies may not literally rise from their ancient tombs and attack with their arms outstretched, like in Hollywood-era version films, but they're um, quite real and have a fascinating history. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me, it's ready to order and download on Bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available. And last spring, my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. Well, that's all the time I have this week for all the Halloween fun I discussed. Hope you had a good time learning about myths, lies, legends, folklore, and the truth about Halloween. And also, the funny anecdote I shared about my own demons I deal with on a daily basis. And human form, like we all do. I'm having a great Halloween regardless of what those people put in my mailbox and in the hand of my Michael Myers display. Have a great Halloween. Don't let the bastards get you down. Keep your head up. Be kind to one another. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. God bless. Always